For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, America's most exciting radio talk show, the Savage Nation, home of unprotected talk, borders, language, culture. And here he is, Michael Savage. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Today we're going to talk about free speech, a topic I know an awful lot about uh, from several fronts. One, because I'm in the free speech business. Without the First Amendment, I wouldn't be on the radio, which would please many of you on the left who don't believe in free speech at all. You believe in controlled speech. You believe in government speech. You believe in progressive speech. In other words, you believe in your hate speech and no one else's. And, of course, we're going to focus on the Pamela Geller event in Texas and how O'Reilly and Greta Sustern, owned and operated by a, uh, uh, I think 18% still owned by Prince Alawite, I'm not sure, but bending over backwards to ban, uh, to blame the victim, in other words. Didn't attack the Islamic murderers, didn't attack the religion for putting this hatred in the minds of these throwbacks, but no, attacks the person who provoked them. Of course she provoked them. She did it on purpose. It's to show the world what they're capable of, unless they're constrained. And today it's cartoons of Muhammad, but what is it tomorrow? You have to understand that a, a large number of Muslims don't just want to ban pictures of Muhammad, but they want to ban any speech critical of Islam. And I can guarantee you that Hussein in the White House is already drawing up plans to ban the criticism of Islam. Now let's go back in time here. O'Reilly and Greta, I would say, should be ashamed of themselves, but they have no shame. They've always been fronts for the progressive Islamist establishment. That's my opinion. But they're not alone. There's some people who I like very much who've attacked Pamela Geller, including Laura Ingram, including Donald Trump. They have it totally wrong. She didn't taunt them with her actions. And if she did, so what? So what if she taunted, taunted them with their actions? Let me tell you something. I have to agree with O'Reilly and Greta and all the others. Let me ask you some questions. Was Martin Luther King and other civil rights leaders provoking violence when they marched from Selma to Montgomery? I don't think so. How about that one? How about the uh, American Nazi Party <clears throat> marching in a Jewish neighborhood in Skokie, Illinois, being defended by the ACLU, made up mainly of Jewish lawyers who said, they have every right, now we don't agree with the Nazis, but hey, we'll defend their right to march. Where are all of those Good Jewish liberals today defending Pamela Geller. They're not. They're attacking Pamela Geller. Do you understand this? There is no excuse for, for violence simply because someone said something or drew something you find offensive. That's not the American way. Well, what's next? Is it okay for the LGBT crowd to bomb churches because churches provoke them by preaching against homosexuality? Is it okay for some to attack liberal churches because they provoke by supporting 
a sadomasochism and abortion? Of course not. Pamela Geller is a provocateur, but she did nothing wrong. Pamela and those who participated in that event were peacefully exercising their free speech rights in opposition to the very murderous violence that occurred in France related to the Charlie Hebdo and many others who have suffered and been murdered because they dared criticize or make fun of Islam. I believe that O'Reilly is a coward hiding behind the middle road in order to pretend that he really is the middle road. No, my friends, this is pure evil. Pure evil kills for a cartoon. This is all about free speech. You have to understand what this is all about. It's all about the Muslims in the United States of America and the world trying to shut down any criticism of their Quran and Muhammad. I have read the Quran. It is quoted extensively as part of dialogue in Countdown to Mecca, my novel coming out next week. In over a hundred places, they call for killing the infidel. Why doesn't the New York Times talk about the holy book itself? Why doesn't the New York Times, which attacks the Catholic Church in an, in an obtuse manner on a regular basis, look into the Quran and see the more than 100 verses that call Muslims to war with what they call non-believers? That would be anyone who isn't Muslim. Why doesn't the New York Times look at Quran 551, which says that Muslims are not to take Jews and Christians for friends? Allah describes them as unjust people. The answer is quite clear, because we're living in a twisted world. There's a lot more to talk about, and we'll talk about it here on the Savage Nation. And there's something else you have to know. The FBI said they overlooked the Texas Muslim shooters' violent tweets because there are so many like them. Did you hear this? The official said there are so many like him that you have to prioritize your investigations. Really? That's very interesting, because the Islamic State just said that they have at least 71 active Islamic State members in the U.S. trained to kill. Why aren't they rounding them up? They may be on the FBI watch list. I mean, mixed in with watching Christians, returning war veterans, anti-abortion activists. Uh, occasionally, they can devote 1% of the FBI's investigative abilities to looking into radicalized Muslims, couldn't they? Why are they bothering with patriotic Americans? Because Hussein is in the White House. In plain English, it's an upside-down world because of what's going on in the White House. More to the point, ISIS calls Jewess Pamela Keller Kanzir, which means pig. Are they the only ones calling Jews pigs? I'm afraid to tell all of you good liberal Jews who are wringing your hands, this is in the essence of the whole this is the the essence of the whole problem you have a pathologically willful blindness as to what is going on in the world you have no idea what u.s muslim attitudes are towards jews and christians you like to think that because they appear at interdenominational uh groups that they're on your side you want to find out what they're saying about jews and christians behind the back behind your back my friends this is the beginning of the battle. And Geller may be repugnant. Geller may be obnoxious. Geller may be a provocateur. But Geller did the world a favor. Geller exposed the hatred that exists within Islam itself. It's not just within the jihadis. I have said to you numerous times, if you look back on the Jewish Bible, the Old Testament, it's filled with hate. 
It's filled with hate. Kill homosexuals, kill adulterers, this and that. I've read Leviticus. I've read it on the air. But modern Jews, even Orthodox Jews, don't kill homosexuals and they don't stone adulteresses. They know the difference between a 5,000-year-old text and the real world, the world of the modern, the modern world, the world of humanity today. And Christianity. Christianity used to put people to the sword who were blaspheming Jesus. That was in the 15th century. But Christianity went through a reformation. Islam has not gone through a reformation. And instead of attacking Pamela Geller for showing us what is at the core of the religion and what animates some of the morons at the lowest level of the uh, organization, which you may call a religion, some would call it just a political movement disguised as a religion, it's a Trojan horse in which they're using, by the way, to get into this country and to try to tell us how to live. Today it's cartoons, tomorrow it's pork on the menu. After it's pork on the menu, it's other graven images they don't like. After that, they'll take down the crosses off churches because they find them offensive. They've already done that in places in Michigan. They've stopped church bells from ringing. So make no mistake about it. She sees the handwriting on the wall. And as repugnant and as provocative as she may be, it's about free speech. And you know there's a saying that many of you conservatives used to repeat. I think you've heard it. Free speech is not free. This is exactly what we're talking about with regard to Pamela Geller and the Texas murders. Free speech is not free. The graves of our warriors across Europe and America, our, our cemeteries are filled with people who fought <clears throat> for the right to criticize others without getting killed for it. So if you want to give that away and fall into O'Reilly and uh, uh, Scarface's trap, go ahead. They had no right to criticize. Oh, they had every right to criticize her, but they got it wrong. So let's begin by playing the stupidity of O'Reilly the Leprechaun in clip number one. By setting up a contest and awarding $10,000 for a depiction of the Prophet Muhammad, the American Freedom Defense Initiative spurred a violent incident. That wasn't smart, even though the group has its supporters. Bill, you know better than that. You know you're just appeasing your Muslim controllers. You know you're just appeasing your Muslim, Muslim owners. You know what you're doing, Bill. You know very well, very, very well, that they didn't spur the violent attack. And you should be attacking the attackers, not the victim, Bill. But go on to clip two, and you'll see why I've called him the leprechaun for 20 years now. And Insulting wait, the entire... Wait, and, why, and why Michael Savage is banned from Fox News. Listen to clip two. Insulting the entire Muslim world is stupid. It Stop does not right advance there. the... Bill, insulting the First Amendment is what you're doing. That's even more stupid. Nor does that advance the cause of liberty, Bill. This is the lowest point in your career. We know about the Lufa incident that was bought, up, bought off. We know how you have skewed the truth for years and pretended to be a conservative in order to build your ratings. You're a very smart businessman with a master's degree. And you know very well what you're doing here. Listen to clip two. Insulting the entire Muslim world is stupid. It does not advance the cause of liberty or get us any closer to defeating the savage jihad. You can't have may not have noticed, ways. but some Muslim countries are now fighting ISIS and Al-Qaeda themselves. Irrelevant. Jordan and Egypt, two of the most powerful. Irrelevant. You think it's a smart strategy to insult the Muslim countries of Jordan and Egypt by besmirching their religious icon? Do you? whistling in the dark. You are full of it, Bill. You've never been a bigger leprechaun. Get the green suit and get the jester's cap because you've just lost 50% of your audience. Now, we're going to talk about this because Pamela Geller 
who is a provocateur and a little nuts, in my opinion, uh, but pro- probably the great, bravest w- woman in the United States of America right now, uh, certainly needs to be listened to. She did this in order for you to see the hatred that exists under the surface of the Muslim community, not only here but around the world. The day after that, ISIS says they have agents all over America ready to strike. Why didn't the FBI get up and say to the American people, don't worry about it, you've given us trillions of dollars, we know who they are, we're going to arrest them tomorrow. We're going to preemptively arrest all of the sleeper cells because we've been tracking them for 10 years. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, did you know that they were tracking the shooter in Texas for almost eight to nine years? Why didn't they stop him when he bought his AK-47? Why didn't they stop him when he bought his bulletproof vest? Why did the FBI permit the jihadi to come to Texas and open fire with his automatic weapon? When you think about that one, I'm sure you'll have another opinion about who the victim is here. The victim is Pamela Geller. And for O'Reilly to do this is embarrassing. I'd expect this from Greta Grand Sustern. She's always been a middle-of-the-road liberal. Ever since her surgery, uh, I've seen it in her show. She pretends to be conservative. She intends to be balanced. She intends. She pretends to be objective. But Greta Van Susteren was always a liberal. And by the way, I think she's a member of the Scientology cult, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe someone ought to do a little show on Greta Van Susteren's association with Scientology instead of worrying about Tom Cruise. I'm more worried about the associations of people in the news media than actors who I never look to for any opinion whatsoever. And that's my opening. I'll be right back. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Savage. My Savage Nation is sponsored by SwissAmerica.com, the only company I trust to protect my wealth with gold and silver. Call 800-B-U-Y-C-O-I-N. Now, the group that did the insulting says it's entitled to profane Mohammed because in the Islamic religion, any kind of depiction of him is a sin. They say they can do that in America because of freedom of speech. Well, that's true. They have the right to do it here. But again, it's stupid. It accomplishes nothing. But you're wrong, Bill. It accomplished an awful lot. It flushed out hateful terrorists and hateful liars in the media. It accomplished a great deal. It showed us which side you're on. It showed us that there are Muslims ready to kill over a cartoon. And it showed us who in the media is on the side of hate. And two uh, Muslim fanatics, as we know, did the shooting. Pamela Geller didn't do the shooting. Two Muslim fanatics, identifying themselves as ISIS, have now attacked in America, right in our homeland. And how did Bill O'Reilly and Greta Van Susteren respond? Why? They and liberal journalists, because they are one and the same, deplored uh, Geller's exercise of free speech and blamed the victims. Soon thereafter, ABC News described Geller's group as, quote, notorious for its anti-Islamic views. Notice they didn't say that the Islamists were notorious for killing. Notice they didn't say anything about setting people on fire in their homeland of ISIL. No, it was Pamela Geller. No, indeed, everything is upside down in Alice in Wonderland. That evening on Monday, all three so-called networks were repeating the hate group, uh, the, the, uh, the description 
of Geller's group as a hate group. That's put out by the uh, Southern Christian Poverty Center, whatever it's called. They are an actual hate group. The Southern, I don't know what it's called, Southern Christian Poverty Center, I don't know what it is. It's a leftist fanatic hate group. It's a hate machine. And they're the ones who uh, called her a hate group. So you know the story, and you know what they did on MSNBC and CNN and elsewhere. They blamed Geller for causing or provoking the shooting. And NBC terrorism analyst, even Coleman, even claimed they were not holding a free speech event. Are you listening to this? They said this is not free speech. So Coleman now wants to define what speech is. This is how obnoxious it's become. But I'll quote Winston Churchill again, who said that uh, the object of the protections of free speech are to protect offensive speech. I've said it to you a thousand times. Uh, Polite speech does not need the First Amendment. It's obnoxious and offensive speech for which the First Amendment was written. But as you well know, activists like O'Reilly and uh, whatever her name is, Sustern, the Scientologist, and the others, don't understand the difference between real freedom of speech and safe uh, freedom of speech. Do I have to remind you that the National Endowment for the Arts subsidized the maker of Piss Christ in the 1990s? Uh, Do you remember what the Brooklyn Museum did uh, when they showed a uh, dung-covered artwork on the Virgin Mary? And the man who was running the Brooklyn Museum giggled over it, saying that they're protected by the First Amendment. How about when the National Portrait Gallery promoted a video of a crucifix with ants crawling over the body of Christ? Was that freedom of speech? We were told it was. Well, there's room for that in America, but not in Muslim America. You see, they want to bring their backward world to your community. And with O'Reilly's help, they'll get it. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Savage. Against the world has been a war of attrition, a war spanning millennium. It didn't start on 9-11. It started a long time ago. But because of multiculturalism, which was metastasized by Bill Clinton, who opened our borders in a way they were never intended to be open. The nation has been flooded with people who are, let us say, whose views are antithetical to the views of America, and they're refusing to to join the melting pot. They want you to melt into their retrograde world. And if you think these two shooters in Texas are alone, you are more naive than Bill O'Reilly and Greta Sustern together. Here's a little story for you that just came up on PJ Media. Maybe you haven't heard it yet. Are you ready for this? A Kansas City mosque that lobbied Obama to ban free speech will hold a funeral for the Texas jihadist Nadia Sufi. A service will be held tomorrow for Nadia Sufi at the Islamic Society of Greater Kansas City. Now, this is the equivalent, would be the equivalent, to put it in context for all of you who are liberal, of let's say it's the mid-30s and the Nazi movement is spreading its tentacles around the world, including in America, which they did where they had speeches on stages with a Nazi flag on one side of Madison Square Garden and a, a, an American flag on the other, with a poster, by the way, of George Washington behind them and Adolf Hitler. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? This went on in this country. I'll never forget when I saw that when I was a, a, a little boy in the 50s. I was going through old magazines, and I found out that the Nazis had been that prominent in America 
as far as the late 30s and brazen enough to hold rallies in Madison Square Garden and, and, and other venues here in the United States of America. Uh, and no one could stop them because we have freedom of speech in America. But behind George Washington, behind the American flag, was Adolf Hitler. And we know what Adolf Hitler wanted. He wasn't George Washington. He didn't want freedom of speech. Now, make believe that some members of the Nazi party tried to shoot some Americans, got caught, got killed. And a German church, a Lutheran church, let's say, was going to hold a funeral for the Nazis in America. Tell me what would be said. Tell me what would be said if they held a funeral for some of the uh, members of the Nazi party who were killed here. Certainly the FBI would have been there and gotten down the license plates and names of everyone at the funeral. A Kansas City mosque that petitioned Barack Obama to ban free speech, defaming Islam in 2012, will hold a funeral for one of the two jihadists killed in a shootout Sunday outside a Dallas area convention center that was hosting a Draw Muhammad cartoon contest. This is from PJ Media, great site. The funeral for one of the people suspected in a chilling attack, suspected, outside of a Texas art contest will be held in the Metro, says uh, KCTV5. While Nadir Sufi never lived in the Metro, his, his father lives in an Overland Park neighborhood near 158th Place with his wife, Nadir's stepmother. A woman who came to the door at the home told KCTV5 that the family didn't want to talk about what happened to Sufi. Police say the 34-year-old and 30-year-old Elton Simpson opened fire at a Dallas area conference center on Sunday. The art exhibit and contest depicting Muhammad was being held there. By the way, whenever I hear the word the prophet Muhammad, I'm a little disturbed. How come they don't say the Lord Jesus? How come they speak about Jesus just by his first name, Jesus? What do you mean, Jesus? You mean he's Jesus, but Muhammad is a prophet and Jesus isn't? Anyway, we'll go on. I'm just trying to show you what language is. Uh, there's more to the story. Back in September of 2012, this Islamic center launched an online petition calling for Barack Hussein Obama to sponsor a bill limiting the free speech of American citizens by criminalizing insults to religion, namely their own religion, following international protest of the innocence of, innocence of Muslims video. I, I can read more on it, but you should read it yourself. One of the board members on the mosque defended the petition to ban free speech. In an interview with the local media following the report by PJ Media, they said this. Insulting somebody else or putting somebody down can incite violence and lead to people losing their lives. We're trying not to give these people a chance to misbehave, said Mohammed Kohia, who started the petition along with the executive board of the Islamic Society of Greater Kansas City. Now... The ACLU stepped in, and they disagreed with them at that time. Here's what the ACLU attorney said, which I'm shocked. Somebody's speech is no excuse for violence. That's right. But you can't punish the speaker for the violence practiced by others. While I understand why they're upset, their preposition is clearly unconstitutional. I'd like to hear the ACLU's opinion today. By the way, this same mosque had hosted internationally renowned Islamic hate speaker Khalid Yassin, whose controversial statements include calling for the death penalty for gays and describing the beliefs of Christians and Jews as filth. The Australian news channel exposed this hateful Iman's views back in 2005, and we have a video of it. They do on PJ Media, which I'm going to link up, sorry, link, link up on michaelsavage.com. So Nadir Sufi and Elton Simpson tried to silence speakers at Sunday's event in Texas. 
And now there's a funeral for one of them. And I'm not making it up. A Kansas City mosque that wanted a ban free speech in 2012 will hold a funeral for these vile Texas, this vile Texas jihadist shooter, Nadia Sufi. I wonder if O'Reilly will be there with a crocodile tear to show how balanced and fair he is. I wonder if Greta Van Susteren will be there to show her solidarity with her Muslim friends. You want to talk about this? Because they're not alone. Many of you are confused. You think that this is just about Pamela Geller. Pamela Geller is not the problem. She's the victim. She has showed you what is under the surface in this country. Every sane military member in this audience knows what the battle really is. Ask any soldier who fought in Afghanistan or Iraq what they saw Muslims doing in the countries that they were sent to liberate. Yeah, ask them and maybe you'll find out what terrorism really is. Or you don't have to go that far. Just recall people being set alive afire while they're alive. Ask about the Yazidi women being raped as young as eight years old by these peace-loving Muslims in the Middle East. Ask about the kidnapping and the murders. Ask about all of these things. You'll understand what the battle really is. And you'll understand that this event in Texas is only a spark in America. It's a war that's been spanning millennium. A war of attrition spanning millennium, said Sucliffe. I guess we can wait a little longer. That's in page 65 of Countdown to Mecca. In this book that I wrote, the novel coming out next week, I'm actually, I've got the shivers on this. The title itself is eerie, given the timing of this event and what's going on in the world. Countdown to Mecca coming out next week. It's a chilling proposition in this novel. It's a great story. A lot of fun things in it, but it's very serious. And the generals who plan to destroy Mecca during the Hajj are very high-grade, fourth-generation, third-generation military men in America. And I have an imaginary dialogue of these military men saying, let's get them all at once. Let's get most of the fanatics all at once, or we're going to be dead within a certain number of years. Well, my hero, Jack Hatfield, gets wind of it in an obtuse manner, and he rushes to stop the plot. My book is about not hurting people at Mecca, by the way. Of course, you're not going to hear that. O'Reilly will hold up Countdown to Mecca and say the hate monger Michael Savage calls for blowing up Mecca. I'd expect nothing less from that hate monger. Or the Scientologist uh, will hold up the book and claim the opposite of what my book actually talks about. That's if they ever mention it. I doubt it. They're clear Soviet journalists. In the Soviet system, they ignored you if they wanted to kill you, just like O'Reilly has done in Fox News. Make no mistake about it, O'Reilly has a track record of being rather fascistic, in my opinion. O'Reilly is behind the banning of the most uh, important talk show host in American history, Michael Savage from Fox News. It doesn't hurt me. It disturbs me. It disturbs me that this man gets away with it. But maybe you'll find out now that I'm in very good company, and you'll understand who Fox News is really run by. But let's put Fox News aside. We have a real big battle here, and it's not with Fox News. The real big battle is with the middle-of-the-road individuals in America who don't really know what Islam is about. They don't know it at all.
They've never gone through a reformation. But in my imaginary dialogue in Countdown to Mecca, I try to explain it to you. I describe what's in it. So I have the generals standing around a shooting range as they're lining up the conspiracy. And one looks at the other and says to them, I will cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieve. And he says, therefore, strike off their heads and strike off every fingertip of them. Who said that? He looked into the face of each man. General Reynolds seemed to look back at him, but in fact, his gaze wavered between the general's eyebrows and eyelashes. The Quran, sir, General Morton replied sharply. Verse 812, just one of the more than 100 verses that call Muslims to war with what they call non-believers. General Brooks said, and who do they call non-believers? Anyone who isn't Muslim, Reynolds interrupted. Quran 551 states that Muslims are not to take Jews and Christians for friends. Allah describes them as unjust people, close quote. General Brooks says quietly, the Quran invokes kill the infidel 120 times. What kind of sane nation permits these people to practice such open hatred? Sir, General Morton said, I thought we were here to discuss Firebird. General Thomas Brooks, U.S. Strategic Command, lowered his Remington shotgun and fired a warning blast of scattershot at Reynolds' foot. Reynolds' shins caught a few ricocheting pellets. That's in Countdown to Mecca. That's just a little taste of what's in there. You have to understand what went into this novel and why I wrote it. You should buy 10 copies and give them to your friends before it's too late. Now I'm going to take some of your calls on the Savage Nation to talk about free speech. Let's go to Barbara on WDRC Radio. Barbara, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Pamela Geller is the canary in the coal mine. She's Paul Revere. She's a very courageous woman, and she makes me proud to be a woman. And there are not many women I can say today, at least uh, in the political... Well, I remember yet years ago I said the women will save America. Do you remember that quote? I don't know how long you've been listening to my show. Saying that, and you're absolutely right. She had the courage... If people in Washington had a third of the courage that she displayed, we would not be in this mess. And I'm so grateful for her standing up and, and doing this. I mean, to, to think that someone should be killed for drawing a picture. Yeah, I understand that. Let me send you a free copy of my novel, Countdown to Mecca. Yes, she is uh, a brave woman. She is the real Martha Washington of our time. She has forced America to look squarely in the eye at what lies beneath the surface of the peace-loving uh, individuals who pretend to be interdenominational while they are a minority in the community. WJR in Detroit, August, go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. Hey, Michael, really appreciate it. I love the show. Just wanted to comment in Detroit, and by the, by the way, WJR is very far-reaching. We're going to Canada, northern Michigan, Southern Ohio, Indiana, et cetera. It's a, it's a big station, and you're on it. No, no. WJR is 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 a blowtorch, flamethrower station. I'm very proud to be on it. I always wanted to be on it, and I wasn't on it until Cumulus syndicated me. I, it's a great, great signal. So what's your opinion, August? My opinion is this. It has a huge, in the greater Detroit metropolitan area, a huge Muslim community. Dearborn specifically has street signs, schools. It's all Muslim. All their thing. They own a lot of the stores. They talk their own language in the stores. I refuse to go into them. I will no, will not do that. I go well, to well, that. Let's pause right there. 
they're allowed to speak in Arabic or Urdu. They can speak in Hindu. You can speak in Hebrew. You can speak in any language you want in America. That's not the issue. The same can be said about Chinese-American communities. The signs are in Chinese, aren't they? I mean, you're not angry at the Chinese, are you? It's not about their language, is it? No, but but you're an American. That's my point. Why? I understand, but they have a right not to speak English if they don't want. You don't have to speak English to get a welfare check. Okay, well, then I have a right. You can get the check. You can cash it in Urdu if you want. And I don't. I will not support that business. You can get a check in America now, even if you can't speak the language. By the way, do you remember a few weeks ago, Muslims tried to, uh, did they not try to, they burnt an American flag in Michigan? Do you remember that story? Yeah. Remember the Muslims were stamping on the American flag and burning it, and a female Air Force officer grabbed a flag from them, and those cowardly white cops arrested the woman, didn't arrest the Muslims who were stepping on the flag. They said it was free speech to burn the American flag. Do you remember that, August? This is my point. Well, wait a minute. They burnt the American flag. She didn't shoot him. She grabbed the American flag and put the fire out. Then they arrested her. We're living in an upside-down world because we have an upside-down leader in the United States of America. He's turned the world upside down. He's setting America on fire. I'll be back. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Savage. Your Savage Nation is sponsored by SwissAmerica.com. It's the only company I trust for tangible assets, gold and silver. Call 800-B-U-I-C-O-I-N. We're talking about blaming the victim. We're talking about the upside-down universe of Bill O'Reilly, Greta Van Susteren, and people that I consider my friends, who have it all wrong. No, Pamela Geller is not the problem. She's the solution. The real problem here is cowardice. The real problem here is how you don't even understand that it's about freedom of speech, not about freedom of speech, uh, according to some. Now, Geller's called uh, everything, and they call her a hater or this and that, her group, a hate group. If you go to the Family Research Council on the Southern Poverty Law Center website, you'll see that they're listed as a hate group. That's right, because they oppose abortion. They're some of the sickest, most demented, Soros-funded people in America. You may not know this, but the Southern Poverty Law Center, which if I were the president, I would investigate immediately for uh, hate crimes going back many years. The Southern Poverty Law Center encouraged violence against the Family Research Council, a shooter, a left-wing shooter, showed up to the Family Research Council and attacked him. And so, in my opinion, the Southern Poverty Law Center is responsible for having encouraged violence. That is, if you consider Geller guilty of violence. But only more so. So look into old Mars Deeds, Mr. Holier Than Thou, and his Al Sharpton-like SPLC, and you'll find out who the real hate groups are. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Savage. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, America's most exciting radio talk show, The Savage Nation, home of unprotected talk, borders, language, culture. And here he is, Michael Savage. Well, uh, the battle lines are drawn. 
and many of you understand what they are and what's at stake. And we're talking about the Islamic murders, uh, attempted murders of innocent uh, people assembling in a free speech rally. However repugnant, they're protected by the First Amendment as they should be. And uh, you've got hand ringers like uh, Bill O'Reilly claiming they were provoking the violence. In other words, they're blaming the victim. And I've asked you many times, where do you want provocation to end and freedom of speech to begin? Were civil rights leaders provoking violence in the South when they marched from Selma to Montgomery? I don't think so. Not at all. So what are you talking about? You want self-suppression to empower evil? We're supposed to worry about what fanatics say about their religion and say, okay, I agree with you. So where does it end? I told you what they did in Michigan. I told you they banned church bells in Michigan years ago, and I spoke out about it. I told you what was coming. And if you think it's about a picture of Muhammad, you're wrong. That's just the beginning. If they can get you to bend down for them now with the Muhammad picture, what is it tomorrow that they're going to ask you to do? And you'll say, you know what? It's not so bad. After all, when they came for those who were drawing pictures of Muhammad, I really supported them because I don't draw pictures of Muhammad. And, you know, when they came for the Christians' church bells, I didn't raise my voice because I'm not even a Christian. We don't have them in a synagogue. Well, the Muslims aren't going to bother us. Everyone knows that Muslims and Jews get along. Oh, yeah, they get along. And then when they came for the Jews, who was left? Nobody. And I see, if you haven't learned from history, you're never going to learn from Bill O'Reilly, even though he writes these pseudo-history books. His next book ought to be Killing Free Speech instead of killing uh, Patton. His next one ought to be Killing the First Amendment. I recommend that to you, Bill. Write a new book called Killing Free Speech in America. You'll be right at the front of the list because if I'm not mistaken, when I was banned in England, I think you backed the British, not Michael Savage. So at least you're consistent. Miriam on WABC, welcome to the Savage Nation. Uh, hi, Dr. Savage. As a grandchild of Holocaust survivors, I want to thank you for speaking the truth. My great-grandfather was um, murdered in a gas chamber, and he did not provoke the Nazis. He didn't do anything. Fully right. Started. Okay, so, so do you understand what I'm saying on this show today, that drawing a picture of Muhammad, however repugnant it may be to some Muslims, is not an excuse to murder them? A hundred percent. Okay, so why is it so many liberal Jews are wringing their hands and saying you shouldn't provoke them? I don't know. I'm not liberal. I'm orthodox. I mean, you know, and I, I live and let live. You know, I let everyone do their thing. I respect everybody. So I can't speak for them, but I think that knowledge and wisdom is power, and that's why I want to thank you for empowering all of us. You know, I've been listening to the last few days, and great, great fan, and thanks for, you know, teaching us so much. I think a lot of people are just uneducated. I appreciate it, Miriam. I, I know that there's a large following in New York for my show amongst religious communities and non-religious communities. I don't know if you read secular books, but I'm going to send you a copy of Countdown to Mecca. It's kosher, I guarantee you. Your book, Countdown to Mecca. Yeah, huh? No, I'm sending it to you. You, you don't uh, have I'm to so worry about reading it. Now, let me go into uh, the Quran, because you may not understand that Jews are called apes and pigs in the Quran. I'm not making it up. I wouldn't say it if it was not true. AndrewBoston.org is a man who has studied the Muslim problem for a long time. And he blogs. And here's what he says. He said, quote, From Muhammad via the Quran across space and time, as promulgated today by Sunni Islam's thousand-year-old leading teaching institution, Al-Azhar and ISIS alike, Jews are apes and pigs, is a sacralized theme repeated to incite their slaughter en masse 
or as individuals such as Pamela Geller? Would that Fox News's morally and factually bereft pundits understood this hideous reality? Close quote. Did you hear this? So they're chastising Pamela Geller for provoking the Garland, Texas jihadist attack at a free speech event. Bill O'Reilly hit a new low. And he chirped in attacking Geller. He doesn't understand what's at stake. Or if he does, well, shame on you, Bill. But if you read uh, what many Muslims are reading every day and having put into their heads in mosques, you might be appalled, Bill. You might find what they think of Christians to be repugnant. And as far as I'm concerned, any religion that teaches such hatred uh, is not a religion. I'm sorry. You can't use a Trojan horse method to destroy other people and hide behind freedom of religion. It's time for rational Muslim leaders to get together and talk about it. And in fact, some have done it. And again, it's the women within the uh, Muslim religion who are doing it. I had that wonderful... Did you hear what they did to that wonderful, brave Somali woman who went to... Uh, she's from Somalia. And she went to Denmark as an asylee. She cleaned factory floors as a plain, you know, factory cleaner. She rose from that to becoming a member of the parliament in, uh, I think it was Holland. I'm not sure what the country is. One of those Scandinavian area <laughs> countries. She came here and she wrote a book. I think it was called uh, Heretic. That was the name of her book. And she said that Islam needs to go through a reformation for it to not be at war with the rest of the world. I'm paraphrasing her. She was attacked viciously by those in the media who are now attacking Pamela Geller. Do you know that? Here was a Muslim woman from Somalia saying that Islam has such hatred in it that it needs to reform the Quran in order for it to move into the modern world, in order to not treat women as garbage and not to look down on other religions as filth. She said it. She was attacked by the same people in the media who were attacking Pamela Geller. So how do you feel about this? WMAL in Washington. Sylvia, what's your opinion on this incendiary issue? Yes, thank you, Dr. Savage. This is such an outrage with respect to the media. It is so painfully obvious that they're complicit in destroying the First Amendment. And what I find interesting is that your dream is very prophetic, as well as what it sounds like your book. So people need to really pay attention to what you have to say. Well, you mean the dream about the, the, the blindfolded white elephant? Yes. Well, who is, the white, who is the white elephant? Oh, gosh, our supposed friends at Fox could be the white elephant. Interesting. Oh, I dreamed it, and I was sort of thinking it was the Republican Party, because the elephant is their symbol. Yeah, but, I, but then again, you see, here's the thing you've got to understand about Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly's not a bad guy. Bill O'Reilly's a very clever businessman in disguise. And Bill knows which way the wind blows. And in my opinion, Bill understands that right now he's got to be a little more Sharia compliant uh, in order to survive in the new America under, under Hussein and the liberals in the Republican uh, Party. So he knows which way the wind blows and he's going with it. I, w I would expect nothing less from Greta. Greta always has been what she is. All right. Uh, stay in the line. Free copy of Countdown in Mecca. Everyone gets one who gets on the air today. I really like the callers. I really do. Really love the callers today. 
You're afraid of a cartoon now? You know, back in the 60s, I was an activist poet in the East Village for a while. I was a young teacher, but I hung around with the uh, loonies uh, on the left. I've told you this. There's nothing hidden about that. It was a fun time. Everyone was trying to be wild like, and free and crazy. You know, everyone was aping the Beatles or whatever. And there were some amongst us who were more radical than others, some who were really bad revolutionaries. And there was a guy who published a rag down there. I forget the name of the magazine, but he put on the cover of the of the magazine a picture of Uncle Sam with his pants down being sodomized. I was so offended by it that I sought the pockmarked jerk out. I think the pockmarked jerk is living somewhere in San Francisco on, on welfare or disability now, sitting in cafes talking to himself and a few other leftovers from the 60s. But the point was, he... He, he he painted a picture of Uncle Sam that I found sickening. It got me ill. But no one shot him with a machine. No one tried to kill him with a machine gun. In time, he was just ignored because he was just a provocateur. That's the American way. And you have the right to ignore people. Many people hate my show, so they don't listen to it. Many of it hate the show, so they do listen to it, hoping to catch me in a, in a mistake. Well, they've been trying for 21 years. They haven't succeeded yet. All the George Soros-funded gangsters have not yet succeeded. Because I don't make mistakes. I know how to walk the tightrope. I'm the great Santini. But the fact of the matter is, it's not about me. It's about freedom of speech, which is my middle name. Without freedom of speech, I would have no capacity to speak. I would have no capacity to write my books. Nor would you. And so I believe absolutely in the First Amendment. I believe in the ab absolutely believe in the First Amendment. In that regard... You have to understand that we are a pornographic, ridden nation because of the left. The left said in the famous case of pornography back in the 60s, uh, what was his name? The guy shot in the groin by a, a God-fearing American who hated him for putting out a dirty magazine. Larry Flint was shot in the groin by a, a man who hated pornography. Do you remember that? Well, Larry Flint doubled down after he came out of the hospital and made fortune upon fortune putting out filth. You don't have to buy the filth. Of course, the filth is now in every corner store because of Larry Flint. Or I should say because of the lawyers or the lawyer for Larry Flint who argued that pornography is not filthy. It's a matter of community standards. You remember that? And as a result of that, we have to live with it. And we do. No one goes and blows up porn stores. Nobody goes and shoots a porn clerk. Nobody goes and blows up uh, a cable company that, that disseminates it. Either you watch it or you don't. That's what we have to tolerate in an open society. And many of us bite our, our lips, and we, we, we live with it. That's all. It's as simple as that. If the Muslims want to live in this country, they're going to have to learn to live in an open society. If they can't live in it, then they have an option, which is to leave it and go back to a God-fearing nation like Yemen, where I'm sure the welfare benefits and the freedoms are just as great, just as well-funded, uh, and just as strong as in America. I'm, I'm paraphrasing someone right now those of you who get the joke. All right, I've spoken. Now it's time for you to speak. KSFO David in San Francisco. KSFO. Fire away. You're on the Savage Nation. Well, I uh, just listening to you talk about Bill O'Reilly, uh, I think you think original, you have original thoughts. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, I, I, I think he speaks without thinking out what, uh, what is really going on. He's almost like a puppet in a way uh, of something larger than, than him. 
And well, I, I don't know if, if Fox News or News Corp is still 18% owned by Prince Alawid. I think he sold those shares. You could have argued that while the uh, Saudi prince, who was a, a minority stakeholder in News Corp, was involved, they never, ever, ever said anything negative about uh, Islam. And they never said anything negative, by the way, to this day about, so far as I know, about immigration. Did you notice that about Fox News? Correct. That's because Boss Tweed, Rupert Murdoch, is in favor of Hillary Clinton. So far as I know, he's a Hillary guy. And also they're in favor of amnesty because they're part of the uh, of the power structure, where cheap labor is, is king. So, yeah, there are forces upon them that are business-related, as you say. But this is a no-brainer for Bill O'Reilly. He didn't have to take the side of the jihadists, but he did. I mean, what, what did he gain by this, David? Do you think his listenership is going to go up? No, not at all. I, I think he's actually looking for a job to replace Jon Stewart. Uh, I think that's where he belongs is on Comedy Central. He started out in entertainment, didn't he? That's a great point. That is a great point. I mean, he want, he knows there's more money in, in, in entertainment than there is in, in even news, so I think maybe he's just trying out to replace him on Comedy Central. Right, and, and so was, then... This was his tryout. Uh, David, David, I'm sending you a copy of my great novel, Countdown to Mecca. You'll see next week when everybody gets it and they read it, how good it is, and that'll be it. But uh, I want to go on to the next callers or two. We're going to play all the latest sound that I have. There are others who are supporting the jihadis in a soft way. Not in a hard way. No one actually says the jihadis were right. But by attacking Pamela Geller as being the provocateur, they're fundamentally supporting the jihadis. It's that simple. I'll be right back. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Savage. Hey, our Savage Nation is sponsored by SwissAmerica.com. The only company I trust for wealth insurance, gold and silver. Call 800-B-U-I-C-O-I-N. To the youth of this city, I will seek justice on your behalf. This is a moment. This is your moment. Like Let's ensure that we have peaceful and productive rallies that will develop structural and systemic changes for generations to come. Structural. You're at the forefront of this cause. Right. You remember her? And remember this more? This idiot? This idiot, the uh, Baltimore State Attorney, Marilyn Mosby. Remember how dumb she sounded reading the script written for her uh, by boys with large eyeglasses with curly hair from the ACLU? Well, you're not. Are you ready for this one? Pa Paige Kreuter, formerly of Baltimore State Attorney's Office, actually says that Moresby may face criminal charges herself because of her sloppy work. And we're going to cover that in the next uh, hour. She's saying that this incompetent moron, Moresby, said that the police made an illegal arrest of uh, Freddie Gray because the knife that he was carrying was legal. But according to the Baltimore Sun, the police task force examined the knife and said the officers were indeed correct, the knife was spring-assisted and therefore prohibited. Now, if that turns out to be true, then this idiot, Mosby, who made the, quote, illegal arrest of the police, could be charged under her own theory of false imprisonment. And she could be sued on top of it all, since she forfeited her immunity from civil action by doing the charging herself, not using one of her own attorneys. That's what's going on in Baltimore right now, and I want to cover that in the next hour. These poor cops have been crucified by an aggressive, uh, <clears throat> highly political state attorney who wants to move up politically and be the next Michelle Obama.
I said that when it happened. Turns out I was right. Uh, but now you'll say you'll see that it could turn out she could get charged with false arrest herself. And if we can raise enough money for the poor cops, maybe we can get a really good liberal First Amendment lawyer to defend them. One of the best out of Los Angeles or New York. One of the really bad ones. One of the kinds of First Amendment lawyers who you normally hate. If they could only take uh, the case of these six cops as quickly as they would take that of an Islamist murderer, God, what a great world it would be. If we could only get one of those great, loudmouth New York ACLU lawyers who are quick to defend jihadis, to defend these six cops in Baltimore, what a great circus it would become. Because we may actually see Mosby going to jail uh, under, the, under the pretext that she raised herself of false imprisonment. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be justice? No justice, no peace. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Savage. Welcome back. Uh, thinking well is the best revenge. By the way, not living well. That's for the incompetent, degenerate English. Uh, living well is the best revenge. I wasn't an English woman who said it, by the way. You know, or you can't be too too rich and too thin. You know, things like that don't really matter. Thinking well is the best revenge. And it's very difficult to think well when you're under under stress. But like that traffic cop in Texas, who while under fire was able to fire back with a handgun, facing Muslims with machine guns with body armor and kill both of them. That's what you have to do in radio in order to survive. So right now, we're going to ratchet it up. You've heard of multitasking. We're going to multi-topicking. We're going to multi-topic, rather, on the Savage Nation. We've been covering the way that uh, those in the media who think that they're so smart got it wrong by attacking Pamela Geller instead of the jihadists, thereby appeasing the radical Muslims, thereby taking us down the road uh, of the slow road of attrition, to their demands, because today it's cartoons, tomorrow it's pork, after the pork it's the church bells, after the church bells it's be Muhammad for a day, after being Muhammad for a day it's female genital mutilation. I mean, where does, where does it end? It ends there with Pamela Geller. Either you're on her side or you're on the side of the jihadists. It's that simple. It's a war. And it's a war of attrition that's been going on for a thousand years or for millennia. But if you don't know history, you're going to repeat your history. Now we're talking about that topic as well as the Baltimore situation where the incompetent uh, moron, Marilyn Moresby, you listen to her voice, you know she's just like an idiot, that they somehow picked her from like, almost like an Obama was handpicked by a certain powerful people to become president. It seems to me Marilyn Moresby was handpicked to become Baltimore state attorney because she sounds like an incompetent child in her charges, if you remember it. So let's listen to her right now in her original statement where the world gasped when they heard this child speaking, ruining the lives of six policemen and endangering police across America. Listen. To the youth of this city, I will seek justice on your behalf. Oh, this is a moment. This is I'm your right moment. There. Do you understand what let's she just did? She was on a soapbox becoming Al Sharpton in a skirt. Her job is not to seek justice on their behalf. I said it last week. Right off the bat, I knew she was she was zany. She was batty. It's not a job to seek justice on behalf of the mobs. It's called mob justice. So that's what you had in Baltimore. And there's more you could listen to her. I mean, we don't have to go on and on because we have the other side of it today. Now, a former state attorney 
former state attorney, Paige Kreuter, formerly of the Baltimore State's Attorney's Office, says that Marilyn Moresby herself can be charged for an illegal arrest of the police because of what she said they did. She may have made the illegal arrest, and she could be charged under her own theory of false imprisonment. So let's now play clip seven of former Deputy State Attorney Paige Kreuter talking about the incompetence of the attorney, uh, the state attorney in, in uh, Baltimore, Moresby. Listen. She didn't use the tools available to her. She, um, she herself is terribly inexperienced. She never personally was involved in any cases of these magnitude. And further of all, you can look at the charges themselves that tell you that, that she doesn't have her ducks in a row. All right. Then she goes on in the next clip, which you must hear. Her probable cause statement, which she drafted, and it wasn't the police officer doing it, she drafted to establish probable cause for the arrest of these officers, do not support the charge of second-degree murder. And then she has charged the two arresting officers with false imprisonment when there is a serious question as to whether or not there was probable cause. She also could not possibly have thought through the implications of charging officers for arresting without probable cause because those implications are very serious if you're going to charge them criminally for what may have been a mistake. Yeah, for what may have been a mistake. So now the case hinges not only on Mosby's incompetence and bias, by the way, and her mob uh, mentality, but she goes on in 9 and 10, and you have to hear these. But if an officer has incorrectly interpreted the Fourth Amendment to be subject to criminal charges has a huge chilling effect on the police department, about which I'm getting feedback already. So, yeah, yeah she could not have possibly taken the time to think that through. When you now, have hold on, a... Hold on, hold on, no, no, sorry. Listen, that's the most important one. My friend and the attorney, Daniel Horowitz, explained to me last week that he actually was in the Supreme Court arguing with the case protecting police on the exact same situation years ago where if a policeman uh, makes a mistake and arrests somebody, and he was saying something else like they were pursuing, if you're pursuing somebody like Freddie Gray was being pursued and you inadvertently arrest him by mistake, the officer has immunity to prosecution. The Supreme Court already upheld that. So now here we have this lady saying uh, the very same thing, but it gets better in clip 10. When you have a complicated case like this, and a volatile case like this, you have to take your time to get it right. You have to take your time so that people have confidence that the charges that you are placing are not motivated by political ambition and do not reflect your inexperience. In this case, two weeks is almost unheard of, of a case like this. Remember what I said when this happened? I said I've never seen charges filed so quickly. It normally takes months to do investigation. Now listen to 11. What else this Moresby did to rush to judgment? She did not use her own homicide unit to investigate this. She was doing a separate investigation, which, by the way, will probably complicate her ability to prosecute the case. But she didn't use her most experienced attorneys. She did not use the grand jury, which was, should have been a very important tool to her to swear witnesses under oath so that if they change their testimony later, uh, to have ordinary citizens of that grand jury ask questions about what happened so she, she, she can get their feedback as to what questions are unanswered and as to what their perception of what the appropriate charges would be. So you understand that these cops were railroaded by a, a vicious, greedy, aggressive 
state attorney who has political ambitions. You get it so far, it gets even better. She says Mosby, who made the illegal arrest of the cops, could be charged under her own theory of false imprisonment when it's shown that the knife, in fact, was spring-assisted and therefore prohibited, and they had every right to arrest Freddie Gray. She could then go to jail under the same uh, uh, theory that she's using against the cops. And then, to top it off, wouldn't this be delightful? She could be sued since she forfeited her immunity from civil action by doing the charging herself. So let's listen to the last one in this series, uh, in, in number 12. She didn't even have the autopsy report until the morning of she was announcing the charges. In other words, her mind was already made up. Ditto with the police report. She didn't get the completed police investigative report until the day before she announced her charges, meaning her mind had to have been made up. She did no consultation with the police investigators. There had to have been a many, many questions. Just her own charging documents yeah. raised many questions. Now, who are we talking about? We're talking about the child state attorney who was handpicked by the power structure in Baltimore, who is so over her out of her league that it's apparent to anybody who listens to her. Let's listen to her again and tell me if you think this is the mind and the voice of a competent state attorney. Listen, listen again. To the youth of this city, I will seek justice on your behalf. This is a moment. This is your moment. Let's ensure what? that we have peaceful and productive rallies that will develop structural and systemic changes the for generations to come. You're at the forefront of this cause. The, the, and as young people, our time The thugs are at the now. forefront of social, uh, social justice. So she's one of the mob. She is representing the mob, not justice. You know, justice is supposed to be blind. You know that. You know the famous picture of Lady Justice with a blindfold on? with the scales of justice in her hand. This lady was not blindfolded. No, no, no. She blindfolded the cops and marched them off the, uh, off the plank. She made them walk the plank. So I think this prosecutor should be prosecuted for what she did. No matter what happens in that city from now on, I don't really care. Because if you cater to the mobs in Baltimore today and you cater to the Muslims in Texas yesterday, we have nothing left in America. These are the Alamo. These cases, these two cases together are like the Alamo in America. Either we fight back or we're finished. We may as well roll over and die. So let's go to the callers now on the Savage Nation. Let's go to Kurt on WBAP Radio in Dallas, Texas. Now on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please, Kurt. Yeah, Doc Savage. I called about Pam Geller, but a quick comment on Mosby. She's in a lot of trouble. You know, she even filled out the arrest warrants incorrectly, and people got harassed at work. They weren't even that person. She got the middle initials wrong, the ages wrong. So she filled out false arrest warrants. So there's more on that. It's going to flush. Well, well, right. She rushed to judgment to crucify the six cops, three of whom are African-American, by the way. Right on. Now, Pam Geller, she's a hero in my mind. Bill O'Reilly and Greta are among all, many other capitulators and appeasers to radical Islam. Geller had her meeting at the Curtis Caldwell Center in Garland because it was a form of counter-protest to a meeting that occurred in January at the same place. It was sponsored by CARE, Muslim Brotherhood, and Imam Shiraj Wahaj, who was a supporter of the 93 World Trade Center bombing. It was a fundraiser for a giant mosque and Sharia law in the Dallas, Texas area. Now we have a Sharia court in Irving, Texas. There you go, Bill O'Reilly. I fleshed out your story for you. Good for you, Kurt. Well, let me flesh out a novel for you called Countdown to Mecca, which is coming out next week, but you'll get it before everybody else. Thank you for calling. 
That opens up another line. Uh, let's go to the callers around America and talk about all these topics in a different way uh, than we've been doing so late, let's say in a more generic sense. Lino on KKOH in Reno, Nevada. Lino, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Yeah, Michael. Uh, Geller basically speaks where our moral leaders have gone silent. For instance, Pope Francis, who prayed uh, in the Blue Mosque in Istanbul in, in November of this last year, I call it a collaborate. He's collaborating with the Muslims through the medium of dialogue. That's what's happening. I'm a, I'm a uh, trade. You got to understand this pope is Lenin's pope. That's what I called him. That's how I define him. The man knows nothing about global warming, and he's now going to go and lecture the world about global warming. As I said before, the man is a leftist plant inside the Catholic Church. It's a shame to listen to him on so many issues. It's frightening, but he's not the issue right now. Uh, I wouldn't say that he capitulated to Islam. I would say that the Pope wants peace with Islam, which is a very noble thing for him to want, uh, Alino. On the other hand, I don't believe that you can make peace with terrorists. I agree with you. Well, but, you know, even before this, we have John Paul II in 19, May of 1999 kissing a Quran at the Kodum Mosque in Iraq. As I say, these are men of very high stature who want peace on earth, goodwill towards man, and that's their take on it, which is you don't antagonize people of other religions, you work with them. That is their prerogative, and they're right from their perspective and in their position. Pamela Geller is not the Pope, though. Pamela Geller is a, is a, is a provocateur, but she in America has a right to be as provocative as some of the filthy, dirty rat comedians that provoke America on a daily basis. You mean the drug addicts and the singers are not provoking America with their filth on a daily basis, hiding behind the First Amendment? No one machine guns them, do they? That's true. That's true. Uh, but doesn't there, don't, don't, don't the acts of many of these rap artists offend everybody in America? Nobody says they should be killed. Nobody that's... supports anyone who hates them. You just don't buy their filthy records, that's all. That's true. That's absolutely All right, well, true. of course it's true. But no one said it yet. Well, now you just heard it. So, you know, you listen to some of these filthy comedians. You turn on HBO or Showtime. You never see anyone who's a patriotic individual who happens to be funny on there. Never. Yeah, I'm talking about me. I have a great sense of humor. I could fill an audience with two, 3,000 people in a theater in San Francisco and have it filmed. Have you ever seen it on Showtime? No. You have one sick, self-hating comedian, so-called, or comedian, comedian, whatever, after another, hating themselves, putting down their own religion, spewing hatred towards Christianity, spewing hatred towards the family, spewing hatred towards straight people. It's offensive. It's disgusting. So you don't watch it. You just scan through the channel. That's how it's done in this uh, multicultural cesspool that we all live in. And if these uh, wonderful visitors from another land can't live in this world, well, the world's not going to change. There's an old adage. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Well, we are the Romans, and if you don't like it, you go back to the hellhole you came from. It's that simple. 855-400-7282. God, it's 11 minutes to the hour already. I don't know how that happened. I guess time flies when you're having none. I'll be right back. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Savage. My Savage Nation is sponsored by SwissAmerica.com. It's the only company I trust to protect my wealth. Call 800-B-U-Y-C-O-I-N. 
we're talking about those who would kill free speech because they find uh, certain things that are being said about Islam, in this case, uh, offensive. We're talking about a vicious, politically, uh, uh, let us say, ambitious uh, attorney in Baltimore crucifying six police for her own political ends. And if you want to look at free speech for a moment, I'll conclude this hour with the following. There are limits on the First Amendment. The Supreme Court held that fighting words and incitements to specific and imminent violence are not protected. But what are fighting words? Well, let's look at them. As recently as 2011, the Supreme Court ruled 8 to 1 that the Westboro Baptist Church had a First Amendment right to picket a military funeral and wave signs that read, you're going to hell and thank God for dead soldiers. That's because they hated homosexuals. And so the Supreme Court has already ruled on what hate speech is. And uh, the individuals who say that there are limits to the First Amendment are 100% right. But what are the limits? The ones they deter determine them to be? I would say you should read the Constitution and understand that before you go on CNN and misinterpret it. You can say that hate speech isn't protected, but I'd like you to define what hate speech is. One man's hate speech is another man's something else. Do you remember the left screaming George Bush is a war criminal? That was hate speech, wasn't it? Well, if you were George Bush or a Republican saying George Bush is a war criminal, was hate speech. Was it banned? No. And I want to remind you that constitutional speech protections, meaning the First Amendment, wouldn't be strong if they did not include hate speech. Because, as I said to you before, vile, offensive speech is what the First Amendment was written for. Polite speech does not need to be protected by the First Amendment. Do you understand that yet? Well, I hope you do. I hope you've understood me. I'm here for another big hour. Take your calls. Talk about my new novel, Countdown to Mecca, which you must buy and you must read. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Content, psychological nudity, listener discretion is advised. And now, America's most exciting radio talk show, The Savage Nation, home of unprotected talk, borders, language, culture. And here he is, Michael Savage. Now, the group that did the insulting says it's entitled to profane Mohammed because in the Islamic religion, any kind of depiction of him is a sin. They say they can do that in America because of freedom of speech. Well, that's true. They have the right to do it here. But again, it's stupid. It accomplishes nothing. It showed us that O'Reilly is the leprechaun. And it showed us that there are people on Fox who are not leprechauns. It also showed us that we're in a war uh, that has been going on for millennia of Muslims against every other country they've ever lived in, where they don't do as they do in Rome, but try to have the Romans do as they do. And today it's cartoons of Muhammad. Tomorrow it's pork in the schools. Then it's church bells or crosses or female genital mutilation. You name it. No, that's not how we behave in a pluralistic society. And again, it's offensive. For sure it's offensive. It would be offensive to draw pictures of Jesus in a derogatory manner, but I don't think Christians would show up with AK-47s and try to execute uh, individuals who would do that. In fact, I know that 
uh, they wouldn't do that because the left has been defaming Jesus for as long as I can uh, walk. As long as I've been walking, Jesus has been mocked by Hollywood. I can go all the way back to the 60s of movies that were made to defame Jesus. Christians didn't burn the movie theaters down. They tolerated people who were attacking uh, their, uh, their God, God's son, however you want to put it. And Jews have been subject to ridicule for ever since I've been a child, and they live with it. They just go there uh, on their way, and they uh, use the police to protect them from the more violent extremists in the country, as the Muslims should do. But I don't see uh, a cartoon as being particularly violent, uh, incidentally. I think it's far more violent, for example, to kill your daughter if she marries an infidel, which happens in America on a, a little too often. I think it's far more violent uh, to conduct female genital mutilation in a bathtub uh, if you've just come here from an African nation and you don't know what civility is uh, than it is to draw a cartoon. But I don't see people breaking it with machine guns to stop people from doing such things, even though it's illegal. So you get the picture. Yeah, there are, free, there are limits to free speech, as I just said to you. I know what they are. But if you want to go to the Supreme Court, then go to the Supreme Court, because as near as 2011, they upheld the Westboro Baptist Church's right to march with repugnant signs of putting down soldiers at funerals, saying that we got what we deserve because of the homosexuals in America. That's what they were doing. Horrible. Disgusting. The guy was a out-of-control out uh, provocateur, whoever he was. I think he died. But again, Christians didn't fight back. Soldiers didn't come out with machine guns. They hated him. But in America, you don't kill people for offending you. That is unless uh, you want to have a two-tiered system. You know what I'm saying? So that's uh, one topic. The other topic is Baltimore, where the inexperienced, politically aggressive uh, state attorney rushed to judgment, crucified six cops, three of whom were African-American, on false charges. And uh, we, we found a, a tape of a state attorney, a former one, a legitimate one with a real degree from a real school, who uh, says she made every mistake in the book and the case is never going to hold up, number one. But number two, she herself may go to prison or may, could be arrested or charged with false arrest for what she's done to the six police. That was an amazing piece of sound from Paige Kreuter, uh, the former deputy state attorney uh, in Baltimore, who laid out the case for possibly not only investigating, but taking this politically ambitious neophyte called Mosby and charging her for arresting them without probable cause. You hear this? There's very serious stuff going on in America today, and we can talk about it. We still have freedom of speech, don't we? Now, some may, see, some may find talk radio offensive. You know that. Do you, you, let's go back to the issue of freedom of speech. Many Americans find talk radio offensive. Dianne Feinstein tried to stop, uh, close down talk radio. Uh, Nancy Pelosi tried to shut down talk radio. Several Republicans, including uh, Trent, whatever his name was, that guy from Mississippi. I forget his name. Remember him? Trent something or other. I can't even remember his name. Joined the Democrats to, to stop talk radio with the so-called fairness doctrine because they found our speech to be offensive. There are advertisers who boycott talk shows like mine because they are on the side of the haters. They want to control the dialogue so they won't advertise on this show. You notice I never have a car company? Most of you drive cars, don't you? More of you drive cars than progressive drive cars, as far as I could tell, especially certain kind of cars. And yet there's no car company in the world that's allowed to advertise on this show. 
because they boycott the show. They're practicing a form of Sharia law against me. Uh, that's a, a whole other story. So I understand what boycotts are, and I understand how, how the world works, and that's how it's done in a civilized society. Uh, and, and sometimes you don't like the results of it. It's not, it's not fair. But you don't kill anyone for speech in our country, or you will be arrested and go to jail, or worse yet, if you try it in Texas, a traffic cop might blow your brains out. See, luckily it didn't occur in Pennsylvania or in New York. Had this uh, event been held in New York City, you know what would have happened? The cops probably wouldn't have been able to even defend Pamela Geller. They've been so deballed by Mario, whatever his name is, de Blasio. I forget what his real name is anyway. I think it's Goethe or Goebbels. I don't know what it is. Some German name. He converted it to Blasio to appeal to Italian voters in a district. No, that's the absolute truth. But de Blasio, the Sandinista-loving mayor, uh, has so intimidated the police in New York City as have the cops in Baltimore, that they can't even defend people anymore, let alone themselves. They're getting shot on a regular basis. So civil society is melting down under Barack Obama and the leftists who have seized uh, control of the country. And so we, the people, now have to stand up for Pamela Geller, no matter how repugnant her act may be. I don't think it's so repugnant to draw a cartoon of Muhammad, by the way. I mean, I've seen more repugnant cartoons than those depicting Muhammad in any way, incidentally. I mean, let's talk about a depiction of Muhammad. He doesn't even exist anymore. Where where does he live? I, I don't know. What, what cartoon is offensive of anything? Tell me an offensive cartoon. So why is a, a picture of a prophet of the Muslim religion different in the, in the visual form than any other image? How about burning the American flag? Why, just two weeks ago, Muslim students... Uh, burnt an American flag on a campus in Michigan. I think they're from the uh, same area we're talking about there, where there's a large Muslim community. Uh, and they burnt the flag, and a female naval officer had the guts to stand up to them, grab the flag away, you know, stamp the, uh, the fire out. She was arrested by cowardly police who said that the Muslim students had a right to burn the American flag. Well, technically the cops were right, but they were wrong in arresting her. So what I'm saying is, uh, I find it very repugnant to uh, trash the American flag and burn the American flag. To me, it's fighting words. I'd like to hurt the people who do things like that, but I know better. I know that if I do that, I'm going to be arrested. So we have almost unlimited freedom of expression in America. Otherwise, the filthy degenerate drug addicts on Showtime, the filthy degenerate drug addicts in the movies, the filthy degenerate Showtime and HBO so-called comedians wouldn't make a dime, but we have to put up with their filth, their anti-woman, anti-family, anti-Christian uh, uh, rhetoric on a daily basis. How do we do it? We don't watch them. That's what America is all about. And so we can talk about these things. Both topics are in play. The minute I return, I'll take your call. Well, let me take a call right now. 855-407-282. Mike on WMAL. Go ahead, please. What's on your mind? Can you hear me? Yes, what's on your mind? Yes, I've been listening to you for five years. I want to identify as I'm a crazy libertarian gay man. And uh, I've never heard you say anything that I found offensive. I, I heard you were a homophobe. When I heard you were coming on WMAL, I was completely freaked. And then I started listening to you. And I, have, uh, I don't always agree with you, but I'm a great admirer of you. And, well, and because many people put Michael Savage down never having listened to me. 
and this hatred was spread by Media Matters, a front group of George Soros, the most dangerous man on the planet, in my opinion. But what I'm saying is, Mike, thanks for at least listening and giving me a chance. Listen, I define myself as a sexual libertarian. I think you've heard me say that, haven't you? Yes, sir. Right, well, there it is. I, I mean, what do I care what the other man does to pleasure himself? What's, what's in my business? Could I, I'd like to make one other point. I don't understand why that should be my business, how somebody chooses to pleasure themselves. I've said the line is drawn with the children. That's all. Leave them alone. But anyway, that's a separate topic. We're talking about freedom of speech here. You have found out that Michael Savage is not the Michael Savage you were warned about when I came on WMAL, because I'm not. Or else Cumulus never would have hired me. They had the sharp enough ears to understand who I really am as opposed to who people say I am. I only wish advertisers were as open-minded as you are. Uh, one other quick point, sir. Uh, where was the left going crazy about uh, crucifixes and icons being covered with feces and piss in uh, some... Uh, Mike, Mike, I was on the radio when it happened in the mid-90s. It was done at the Brooklyn Museum and elsewhere. It, it sickened me. The Catholics in New York were particularly offended. The Catholic League was so angry, they wrote letters and this and that, but they didn't shoot anybody, Mike. No, we, we don't do that. So on top of it all, are, are you a Catholic who goes to church? Well, actually, I am. I, I actually I attend uh, the uh, the old Latin mass. <laughs> so you wait, you're a libertarian, gay, Catholic, traditionalist. I like that. That's a nice combination. And, and I follow the church's teaching. I, I'm celibate. Um, so <laughs> wait I a minute. Now, wait a minute. You're a gay celibate. Okay. How does that work? <laughs> Well, let's not go into that. I mean, that's a little too intimate. But, I mean, the word gay and celibate, I understand how that works, meaning you identify as a gay man, but you don't uh, engage in sexuality with others. Is that it? Well, absolutely. You know, when people ask, well, why did you choose to be gay? That's like asking someone, well, why do they like chocolate ice cream or why do they like vanilla ice cream? No one in their right mind, other than certain lesbians, I've never met a gay man who chose to be gay. Why would you choose that? I don't know. It's a lot of it's a lot of trouble on Earth. Choose to be ostracized by your family. yeah. That's right. It's a lot of trouble to choose that. I don't think many choose it. I think it's chosen for them. But th th that's a separate topic of. Uh, and again, it's something I, I shy away from, Mike, because I can easily be misinterpreted. I say, as Rabelais wrote, "Fesica voudra." Do as you will. Just leave me out of it. I'm not interested, and don't hurt the children. And that goes for everybody, heteros as well. Same thing, Mike. You know, because if you break it down, by the way, gays do about the same thing that a lot of straight people do sexually. That's that's the conundrum, by the way, on the gay issue. A, a lot. This is an interesting problem for some people who get logically trapped. You say, well, why do you hate gays? You say this, it's that. First, you say it's unnatural. Then you say, wait, I can show you in the animal kingdom it is natural. That that blows that argument. Then I've heard them say, well, because uh, gays do things with each other that's uh, unnatural. I said, well, then why do men and women do the same thing? So, I, I mean, I've heard it. So I've, I've covered this argument from many different sides, Mike, but the issue today is the Muslim world and how they treat gays, isn't it? Well, I mean, if you're gay and you're in a, in a Muslim country that practices Sharia, I mean, you're going to end up, well, I mean, we're going to end up just like, oh, let's talk about the 300 Christians that were just massacred by ISIS, you know. But, of course, uh, the president didn't come out. He can talk about Baltimore, but he can't talk about, you know, the thousands 
of Christians that are being slaughtered. Correct, correct, correct. Or how homosexuals are stoned to death to this day in Iran and Iraq and in Saudi Arabia. That's right. And the entire gay community in America should recognize the danger they are in by not understanding the danger they are in uh, with, uh, with Sharia law and which side they should be on this issue. They should see it the way you do, Mike. Mike, I'm going to send you a copy of Countdown to Mecca, but I promise I will send it in a plain brown wrapper so you're not ostracized for reading Michael Savage. I'll be right back. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Savage. My Savage Nation is sponsored by SwissAmerica.com, the only company I trust to protect my wealth with gold and silver. Call 800-B-U-I-C-O-I-N. You talk about the economy. You take a look at a building in Manhattan on 5th Avenue that Carlos Slim owns. He's selling it for $80 million. Gorgeous Beaux-Arts mansion across from the Met. He paid $44 million for it in 2010, and people thought he was insane. $44 million for this mansion in New York City in 2010. No one thought it would ever go higher. And now Carlos Slim, the richest man in the world, is trying to sell his Beaux-Arts uh, home for $80 million. In 2015. So, you know, it's the best of times. It's the worst of times. And uh, here we are trapped in a culture war, social war, religious war. <sighs> you name it. And we, the people, have to face it all. And we have to deal with it. That's why we're talking about these things. And somehow we have to go on. We have to eat our food, take our vitamins, do our exercise, brush our teeth, get a certain number of hours of sleep and try to maintain uh, you know, a certain degree of composure in the midst of all of this with no help from the government at all, other than to provoke people and to uh, never be there when we need them. Sylvie on KKOH in Reno, Nevada, welcome to the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Thank you. I was just calling about Pamela Geller. I think she deserves a medal. She is so courageous. But I think a lot of this anger... I really feel it's also because she is Jewish, and they find this is another way to put her down because of her, her religion. Well, I don't believe that's true. The Muslims for sure don't like Jews. That's in the Quran. Now, there may be some modern Muslims who don't think that way, just as there are modern Christians who, uh, you know, think for themselves. I understand that. I, you know, I have a Muslim acquaintance who owns a restaurant in San Francisco, the nicest guy you could ever meet. His name is Mo. When you hear the word Mo, it means Muhammad, by the way. You don't know where the word Mo comes from. Nice guy. He's about as religious as most fallen Catholics or Jews are. He doesn't walk around with a Quran, you know, hating everyone. And he joked with me. He said, we have a saying in the, in the Muslim community that when the Jews fast, the Muslims starve, which is very funny because he's a restaurant owner. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, in that case, maybe. But I don't think Bill O'Reilly's attacking Pamela Geller because she's Jewish. I don't think Donald Trump is attacking Pamela Geller because she's Jewish. So I, I don't think your argument holds water with regard to the media people. Uh, I think it holds water with regard to the fanatics on the, um, on the religious side. You know what I'm saying? Greta, she was practically spitting. She was so emotional. Uh, Greta is a hateful individual. You know, all the surgery in the world can't hide that hatred. I, I wouldn't say it's the Scientologist in her because, uh, I mean, Tom Cruise doesn't look like he's that twisted. But I used to call her uh, Scarface for a reason. Her soul is scarred by something. Well, you think she, she doesn't like it because of her religion? Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE. 855-400-7282. Savage. First Amendment absolutist. 
I, I live on it. I find many things that others say repugnant, but I check myself because I realize many people find what I say repugnant, no matter what I say. So I'm very reluctant to say you should limit free speech, except when you yell fire in a crowded theater. And the Supreme Court has upheld it with a very, very uh, a sweeping liberal view of what the First Amendment actually says, permitting some of the most vile hatred to be uh, protected, such as the, the Westboro Baptist Church signs at, at military funerals. So <clears throat> I don't think you're going to get the Supreme Court to redefine the First Amendment uh, any day soon. And yet you have individuals on Fox News, such as Bill the Leprechaun O'Reilly and Greta the Blank Van Sustern, uh, attacking uh, Pamela Geller. And she does it very cleverly. She wraps herself in the police. Sustern says the cartoon event endangered police, which is utter nonsense. They were hired to protect her. You know that, Greta. You're doing it just to try to have it both ways. But that's classic of your hateful speech. Listen to 05. Those insisting they were defending the First Amendment were knowingly putting others' lives on the line. The Liar. police. Everyone knew this event would unglue some who might become violent. And the police had no You're choice unglued. but to do their jobs and be there to protect against violence. The police are like that. They do their jobs. But was it fair to the police to knowingly put them at risk by this oh, unnecessary provocation? I say no. We're lucky no police officer lost his or her life. Who's writing this garbage for, for Fox News now? Who did they get as a writer? This person wouldn't even pass muster as a comedy writer on Comedy Central. They paid something like $10,000 for private security. At the event. What are you talking about? Of course there was some police outside. Uh, but there's also a lot of private security. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, the traffic cop was private security, off-duty. And he's the one who shot the Muslims with the machine guns. He didn't have to do the job. You know that, Greta. Come on. I mean, some would say you put people at Fox News at risk with your forked tongue. And you put police at risk in New York City because the leftists hate you. The leftists would like to close down... Listen to this. The leftists hate Fox News. They'd like to close down Fox News. They hate it. They consider it a fascist outlet, which it is not. It's a very fair outlet, very middle of the road, does a wonderful job by and large. But for her to argue in this specious manner uh, that uh, the event in Texas endangered police officers is ludicrous. Crazy. KSFO Radio, Brian, welcome to the Savage Nation. Hi. I wanted to talk about the difference between freedom of speech and freedom of expression that you covered earlier. You know, where well, go you ahead. Go, go, make, make your point. Go ahead, please. Um, well, say a graffiti artist is expressing himself, but he's not free to do that. What do you mean he's not free to do that? He's defacing private property. Correct. But where do you draw the line between expression and speech? You don't. It's one and the same. Okay. I think you're, I think you're confused. You're trying to say that a graffiti artist uh, is not free to practice his art as a graffiti artist because he's defacing things, but it's not the same as drawing a picture of Muhammad on a piece of paper that you own. In other words, if you own a piece of paper or a piece of cardboard and you deface the cardboard in some way or you draw graffiti or draw a picture of Muhammad, it's your property that you're using, aren't you? Yeah, I understand. Okay. Whereas if a, a guy called a graffiti artist uses a, a can of spray paint and spray paints someone's home, that, that's different. It's not their property. Or spray painting a bus or a train in a train yard, Brian, that's different, isn't it? I agree completely. 
All right, so I hope that I've helped you understand that. I'm going to send you a book that explains the war you are in, uh, whether you want to be in it or not. It's been going on for millennia. And the book is called Countdown to Mecca, my new novel, which will be out next week. That'll come out to you uh, any day now. 855-400-7282. Let me read you a paragraph from it. It has nothing to do with what we're talking with the generals. Here you go. When you can't change what's been done, you embrace it. You work on it from up close. This is dialogue. Page 93, Countdown to Mecca. When you can't change what's been done, you embrace it. You work on it from up close. Who had the most successful attempt at killing Hitler? Not the French resistance, not allied bombers, the men closest to him. We've come too far to go off the rails now. Just a few more days and it'll be all over. The truth is no one can stop it now. Not your whore, not the reporter, so we keep him close. We keep Schoenberg close by keeping him wanting to see me. That's one paragraph in my incredible novel, Countdown to Mecca, which should win a Nobel Prize. It's so good. And the dialogue says a lot. Who had the most successful attempt at killing Hitler? Not the French resistance who hated him, not the Allied bombers who tried to kill him, but the Nazis who were closest to him. You get the picture? So the dialogue in my novel is at the highest possible level. And uh, it's very entertaining. And I think you ought to read it. It's that simple. Let's take some calls on the Savage Nation. WBOB, James, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Well, you were talking about the uh, Greta Van Sestren and Bill O'Reilly. I'm, I'm, I'm partial to Fox News, but it's getting to me like it's the left. It's, it's you know... It has. It's moved to the left. No, Fox News started out conservative, and they moved. They're, they're center. They're centrist, center right in some cases, center left in others. They're the CNN of five years ago. Yes, I agree. Totally want to. In other words, they're like the Republican Party itself. You know, if you analyze Fox News, it's very much like the Republican Party, don't you think, James? I agree because they have the same they have the same commentators on the same people time and time. That's right. Uh, what's his name? The former guy I used to call him Bush, uh, but they called him Bush's brain. Uh, the, the you know who I'm talking. I forget his name. I never remember him. He's a very important man, but I can't remember his name. Uh, you know the bald guy. What's his name? Carl Rove. Rove. Bush's brain, right? Right. Okay. So I mean, who's Obama's brain? Uh, there's certainly someone behind Obama, isn't there? Uh, yes, definitely. Thank you for the call. I'm sorry I didn't give him a book, but thank you for the call. KVOR Radio. Monty, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Uh, yes, sir. I have something very, very interesting to tell you. It's the testimony of a soldier when we were fully involved in Iraq. And he, as he tells me this story, the tears stream down his face. It goes like this. He says, we were on, on patrol, and I'm in charge. He says, I'm an E-5 of a patrol and we come around a corner and there's a big field and he says this is a demonstration of the so-called love of the Muslim in Muslim religion he said there was a man who uh, led his daughter out into a field he says in our horror he drenched her with gasoline and set her on fire I told the men <clears throat> wait here guys he says he says he ran out in the field he put one bullet in her head to put her out of her misery, and he yelled, hey, you! And he said, I put it on fully automatic, and he says, I gave him a burst. He says, I was 
judge, jury, and executioner. He says, this was not a part of war, but he says, that's what I, I have nightmares, not about the horrible things where guys... And what was, was this soldier arrested by the government for, for, for killing the father? Oh, no. Oh, you better not tell his name on the air, because the next thing you know, the, uh, the fascists and the military will hunt them down. Oh, no, I do not have any intention of doing that. <laughs> you know how many? Do you know how many Marines I have helped financially who were falsely accused when Bush was president? At least five. I helped get them off, uh, get their sentences reduced and whatnot. There's been a war against our Marines. Not didn't start with Obama. It started with Bush. You know that, don't you? That that's pathetic. And he's supposed to be, you know. Well, I'm just saying it, it's one in the same. It's it's a kind of a, a monster right now, Monty. Yes, uh, we understand that there are many cases of so-called, what do they call that, honor killings? The Muslims call that honor killings. And he set his daughter on fire. Why? Because she slept with a non-Muslim or something like that? Well, they, they don't know what, what... They don't know why. Yeah. Well, that's the religion of peace as practiced by these barbarians. We certainly don't say, don't say that all Muslims do that. We know it's not true. You know? Uh, we know we know that by the King of Jordan who was at war with the more extremist elements of Islam. You know that, Monty. People are just uh, and, that, and that's because the King of Jordan is a Western educated man who understands the difference between a holy book written thousands of years ago and reality. And what he does, he modifies the holy book. He can be a very fine Muslim and not be a uh, an absolutist about the Quran as are Orthodox Jews, Monty. Yes, sir. I mean, they read the Bible. They don't stone homosexuals or adulterers. They know the difference. They have common sense, and they live in the modern world. Uh, 855-407-282. Monty gets a copy of Countdown to Mecca, as will all of the callers who has a chance to get on the show. KSFO Radio, San Francisco. Justin, you're up. Go ahead, please. Dr. Savage, how are you? Hey, um, my point is this. I, do I not have a right to dislike something? Uh, or are they going to dictate what I'm allowed to like and not like? I'll give you an example. I am a Christian, and I do take offense to, you know, this urinating on the cross, defecating on Mary and stuff, but I'm not grabbing my gun to going out to shoot somebody. It is their right to express that. Do I like it? No, but I'm responsible for what I do within the law. So I'm not going to... Well, teach that to Bill O'Reilly. Teach that to Greta Van Sustern. They will listen. They, they may learn from this dialogue going on in America. I don't think that CARE is going to learn anything. I don't think that the Islamic Society of America is going to learn from this discussion we're having on the show. Uh, I pretty much know where they're coming from and what they want to happen in this country. But we'd hope that Bill O'Reilly would say, you know, I was wrong. Uh, Pamela Geller is not the problem. She's the victim. Maybe he'll apologize. I don't know. I agree. I think all those people should be listening to your show, frankly, and learn a, learn a few well, things. Well, they listen off and on. They, they listen, but they make believe I don't exist. This is how it's done in the Soviet Union. Justin, a free copy of Countdown to Mecca goes out to you. Marianne, WJR, radio. You're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Well, I on TV, too, on the news, all just right after the um, shooting in Texas, as you well know, Dearborn, you know, where Ford built his empire, is now full of Muslims. And the editor of the Arab Muslim newspaper, which they have a right to print because they're in America, came on TV, too, and stated that us Americans have to understand that this is offensive, what they did, and 
that he has to teach the Americans. And it just blew my mind. That's right. He has a big job ahead to induce Sharia law in America, but they're doing it one TV commentator at a time. Absolutely. I just thought my blood pressure was going to just blow the top of my head off. He has a lot of job. He's got a lot of teaching to do. I don't think he's going to reach too many people. He certainly reached Bill Bill O'Reilly. He's taught him how to be a gelding. He's reached uh, liberals. They already were gelded. But he hasn't yet understood that the traffic cop who blew the brains out of the jihadists uh, speaks for more Americans with his bullets than does Bill O'Reilly with his words. Scares me that this is their their. No, don't be scared. Just go buy. Just uh, go protect yourself. Well, they came over here. They're treating us like we have to teach the Americans that this is. That's right. Well, that's their attitude. They're very arrogant. They're very hostile. I know the group you're talking about. Extremely racist, by the way. Probably one of the most racist groups I've ever seen on the planet. They hate everybody but their own kind. It's well established. Just read their holy book. Uh, and see how often they praise any other religion. And there, right, Marianne, you got a free copy of Countdown to Mecca coming out. One eight hundred no eight five five four hundred seven two eight two is the phone number. Let's go to the issue in Baltimore, okay? KKOH in Reno, Rochelle. Welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Hi, I wanted to let you know I wrote Ms. Mosby a letter, and I asked her. How do you justify recounting every detail of your case? And will your actions of having done so interfere with the officer's right to a fair trial? And yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure you got no answer, Rochelle. Not yet. I just mailed it Saturday. But I told her the proper place to hold a fair trial is in the courtroom and not on the courthouse steps at a press. No, no, she's, she's got herself in a lot of trouble. Outside of Baltimore, people know that she's basically conducted a, a, what do you call this, a show trial of the type that was conducted in the Soviet Union. She attacked the police, and she did so probably not only in, a, in an unkind manner, but in a legal manner. Listen to clip number eight from a former deputy state attorney, Paige Kreuter, Kreuter on the incompetence and illegality of Mosby. Listen to clip eight. Her probable cause statement, which she drafted, and it wasn't the police officer doing it, she drafted to establish probable cause for the arrest of these officers, do not support the charge of second degree murder. And then she has charged the two arresting officers with false imprisonment when there's a serious question as to whether or not there was probable cause. She also could not possibly have thought through the implications of charging officers for arresting without probable cause because those implications are very serious if you're going to charge them criminally for what may have been a mistake. Okay, so we know that the, the uh, Mosby woman, who sounded like a, uh, a child from a college playing at uh, being a state attorney, crucified the police because she's part of the mob. I'll be right back. Join the Savage Nation. Call now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. Savage. Your Savage Nation is sponsored by SwissAmerica.com. It's the only company I trust for tangible assets, gold and silver. Call 800-B-U-I-C-O-I-N. I think this is only the beginning of our discussion of free speech, thanks to our Muslim friends. And we had a Muslim gentleman who called, unfortunately, hung up. I was going to carry him over into this segment where he said, why don't we agree that no religion should be uh, insulted? Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam. 
I thought about that and I said, okay, I'll tell you what, let's make that deal. We in America agree not to insult any religion. So that would mean that you have to go into the Quran where uh, Jews, Jews are characterized as apes and monkeys and you'd have to remove that from your holy Bible, right? Or Quran 560, which says, Those whom Allah has cursed and put far away from his mercy, and with whom he is angry, turning some of them into monkeys and pigs by transmogrification, and who worship false gods, these are the Jews. False gods refers to Satan. They, the Jews, worship him by obeying him. So if you want us to agree to that, then you have to modify your holy book and take out these repugnant attacks upon Jews and on Christians. And then it's a deal. And that's a show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.